Gregory. Um, he is a hey, former Greg. student of mine. Uh, welcome. What's up, man? This man changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Drop Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a story about that one. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear it, dude. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. man. It was bad. Uh, yeah. So, Zach, um, Greg uh, was actually, you were in our first class. And, you know, when Greg started designing, <laughs> he uh, he got little, when, when he discovered drop shadows, oh, man, you couldn't tell him shit. He was just, <laughs> he was using the bad way. And I swear the drop shadows were from the 90s, dude. Like, he just could not <laughs> soften them bad boys up. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like super exposed, like yeah, all around I the mean, corners, super everything. Super dark, yeah. super dark uh, <laughs> drop shadows. Uh, e, I know what's up. I think you remember his drop shadows too. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I had that problem too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just what you grew up with, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Oh, man, that's hilarious, dude. Oh. Zach. Yo. Um, Dion knows knows uh, Greg a little bit, so um, yeah. I kind of I'll kind of let you kick off um, the first question. Um, yeah, my question was like so far between the container store and like everything that you've gone through so far, uh, being in the career, like what has been like your biggest challenge, and like how did you kind of like overcome that, and how how did you kind of like take it and then go with it? Portfolio that's been the hardest challenge. And really, it's, it's, a, it's a mix of it all, that imposter syndrome that takes over that says, I don't know what I'm doing, but you do. You know, uh, UX is, is who you are at the core. You, you design experiences based on your passion. And so just roll with that. If you have it inside of you, uh, I'm learning <clears> that <throat> communication is huge. Oh, yeah. You can't communicate a design decision mm-hmm. or why you did something versus best practices or your your reasoning behind it then you can if you can't convince yourself you can't convince someone else so i do a lot of practicing in the mirror it looks stupid but my wife laughs at me uh i just i try to to go through what i'm going to say so i don't stumble while i'm while i'm talking to them you you end up presenting to executives um, ux is becoming the core of where a business runs and so or the user experience is becoming the center of attention. So now we're on a pedestal and everybody has an, a, a say in what you do and why you do it because essentially you are the, the return on investment mm-hmm. the bottom line. <clears throat> so being able to communicate with stakeholders, uh, directors, vice presidents, uh, speak their language, speak mm-hmm. clearly about your design decisions and have research to back it. And even if not research, just something to show them why you made the decision. Okay. Uh, got you. Got right you. On. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Courtney, uh, Greg was um, my one of my first students, actually. Um, and so um, he is at the container store now. Um, Greg, if you can kind of give everybody some insight, um, just kind of from the very first day of class, up to now like give us some perspective so i will say that my very first day in class i really didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. i know that when i when i got introduced to ux i was on a a 
performance improvement plan at RealPage for a position I was not fit for. Gotcha. And I was trying to stay at my desk and be a good boy. And finally, I just said, screw it. I'm going to go make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that's when I met Ty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. It's like, how do you want to, how, how would you like to make $100,000 a year? I was like, you know what? Um, I, don't, I don't do no multi-level marketing. Um, yeah. And he's like, wait, what? No, it's UX design. So he had me look it up and I looked up the salaries and what they do. And I'm like, I still don't understand it, but I'll come check it out. Yeah. So I get to class and I find out that it's not just about design and art. It's, it's more of emotional intelligence and communication. Like, mm-hmm. if I can stress anything about what I've learned, it's, it's to be a better person all the way around, mm-hmm. a well-rounded person, someone that can take constructive criticism. Right. It's about being flexible really um yeah i know that from the first day in in class to now from drop shadow to (laughs) clean design (laughs) um it's been a hell of a journey we graduated what april 11th april yeah and i started meetups the very next week i think it was that i was supposed to go to one that thursday so the next day i hit my first meetup it was like the second meetup for Dallas UX leadership. I just got on meetup and found everything about UX. I found mm. stuff about Scrum. I found stuff about uh, just some coding stuff. And then I found Blacks and Technology. Mm-hmm. I just supposed myself in the community. I got there early so I could meet the people setting up and just built my network from there and kept communicating with people. And yeah. they would all tell me, you're all doing the, you're doing all the right things. You know, you're putting your portfolio out there. You're putting your resume out there. You're talking to people, you're going to meetups, you're learning, just keep doing what you're doing. And eventually something will happen. Right. And there's been a couple of times I wanted to give up because I was like, man, it's not going to happen. I don't have a bachelor's. I don't have, yeah. a I don't have I just have my associates. Yeah. UX certificate. But through, through learning about people in the industry, Oh, that was another thing. Uh, YouTube channels that I follow, The Future, AJ and Smart, and Pablo from Envision, Pablo Stanley. Yep, yep. So those three were were a lot. Um, Everett's probably told you all this. There's a couple books they had us read. There was Hooked, Sprint, and Change by Design. Yep. And here recently, my, my most recent one is Articulating Design Decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett went through a really good uh, way of how he likes to dive into his reading. Mm-hmm. Just you still to, maintain that? Um, I'm trying, man. Trying? I don't have the little... Uh, like the flags and stuff? Yeah, I don't have yeah. the flags yet. But do you highlight at least? Okay. I was, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Highlight and then I take notes um, on a separate paper so that I can go back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... I had met up with someone, so volunteer opportunities as well. Um, medium articles, a really good one to follow is UX Collective. Mm-hmm. I met up with a lady. Oh, I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the MacBook I'm on right now and this book were given to me by a CEO of a babysitting app. Hmm. We, we met, she was at the wrong meetup and uh, she was about to leave. And I was like, what are you, what are you, you know, you're pitching a business. What are you pitching? She's like, well, I have this app. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, you had me at that. Let's see it. Yeah. <laughs> and she shows it to me. I thought it was just going to be an idea, but it's in the, it's in the app store. Yeah. It's called Quick. And uh, I looked at it and <laughs> every, when I first saw it, it was all color, all color and gradient. Oh gosh. Okay. It's, I mean, if you want to download it right now, look at it. Quicks it. Quick. Hold on. How do you spell that? Q-U-I-K, Q-U-I-C-K-S-I-T. Uh-huh. It's quick. <coughs> okay. Okay. You don't even have to download it. You can just look at it. I can just look at it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. On demand sitters. Oh, boy. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. So the conversation went like, okay. um, Oh, oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Are you open to a redesign? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, wait, what's wrong with it? So I I met with her after that. She stayed. It was me. Mike, that was his first uh, Mm -hmm. meetup that he came to. She stayed. And we met up afterwards and I, I just went through an heuristic evaluation of her app, everything that would stand out and why she's probably not getting as much engagement. Right. And I redesigned it for her. Right. Now, I went in it like, because that was my first project, I went out totally wrong. I just yeah. jumped into design after I did like a little research with her and what she says her users. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, let me backtrack a little bit. Can I talk to your users? And she mm-hmm. actually let me talk to her users. So put together a questionnaire and the whole thing was I'll design if you give me your MacBook because she didn't like it it was too big okay so, <laughs> 15 in. I was like oh, okay I'll, I'll take it yeah and it, it was September when I met her by yeah. December she was giving it to me on my birthday oh wow yeah so just gave me the MacBook and I can send you all a prototype of what I got so far yeah I'd like to see that dude yeah, we are going through another iteration. So we went through, tested it with the users, and they they like it. But I was watching what they did and what they didn't say. Boom. I, was, I, was I like, just mentioned that two days ago. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Because you can't, you can't work with, oh, I like this. It looks pretty. No. Why? I need you, I need you to tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Like, I need, you to, I need you to fail. Like, break something. Try. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got one lady that was a, um, she's a designer as well, but not, she does, she builds websites. like Oh, okay. So she tore it apart and I was like, thank you. Yeah. That was valuable. Do you know what platform she built her app on? I want to say it's React. React. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know that she had two sets of developers. Oh. Um, screwed her over, didn't give her anything, so she had to have it redone. Oh, wow. Or actually, they gave it to her finally, but they didn't tell her anything about it, so she had another developer come in and pick it up and do the okay. fix. We do all our, uh, all our project management on Trello. Trello? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if you were using something like Trello or if you guys were using Jira or anything like that, but you're using Trello. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I've used Jira. Um, Trello right now we're using Pivotal. Oh, I, Pivotal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of different ones, but basically it's uh it's Kanban. Yeah, visualizing your work. Yep. Man, uh, I was actually one of the first meetups I went to was not even in UX. I thought it would be. It was Safe Agile. Right. So many debates in that community. Yeah. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a good place. Uh, 
when you go to meetups, connect with these people on LinkedIn, send them a note, and then keep up with them. Uh, yeah. Ask, ask for some of their time. Um, I, I didn't know who I was reaching out to, and I ended up um, connecting with the, the creator of the big design conference, Brian Sullivan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he became one of my mentors. And then Dana Walter is one of the hiring managers at Sabre. She, she hopped on board. And then before you know it, I've got everybody on the Sabre team. And I'm like, all it's missing is me to be working there. That's it. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, Sadie Maurer works at Sabre. And she was like the, the lead of accessibility, the accessibility mm-hmm. program manager. That's what gotcha. it was. So like the first thing I asked was like, how do y'all tie accessibility in at the ground level? Because I know right. that if you spoke to that with a company, with everything yeah. that was going on with Domino's and Target, they'd be like, hey, we need this guy. Yeah. When I finally found, well, okay, so I wouldn't get any interviews at first when my first portfolio was trash. I ever can tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember you sent me that. You sent me that and I was just like, Nah, this ain't it, dude. And I had to like, <laughs> had to give you some pointers. How did you feel when you got the feedback from me? And then two, how did you, if it was negative, how did you overcome that and say, fuck it, I'm going to fix it? So it, it sent me into a spiral, honestly. It, um, I, I thought I could handle constructive criticism until yeah. it happened. And yeah. I was like, damn, that was harsh. But I knew it was coming. Like mm-hmm. I knew that you were going to say that. So I didn't even want to send it to you, but I'm like, fuck it, I need to hear it. <laughs> so I put it out there. Uh, the way that it, Ty and Everett taught us, um, I can't design now without hearing them talking shit about me. <laughs> My design work. <laughs> like, how the fuck does this make sense? Uh-huh. What, is that, what does that go to? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it was, it, I, had to, I had to take it, sit with it a minute, sit with that uncomfortable feeling, mm-hmm. look at it for what it was, and then remind myself of what was possible. So I mm-hmm. looked at your portfolio again. I looked at um, Brendan and Mike's. Mm-hmm. I looked at the UXD Academy mm-hmm. website. I was just looking for patterns mm-hmm. and what I can do to, to fix yep. mine. Like, you know what? I keep trying to put all this in here and put color and make it all jazzed up. And really, I just need white space. White space and a clear cut direction on where I'm going and what I'm doing and what I did. Mm-hmm. and the process yep. you got to speak to the process and when i f- okay so when i fixed it mm-hmm. i paid to have my resume written because i was tired of looking at it you said you paid somebody to do it yeah so oh, okay yeah yeah top resume um first one first writer was trash <laughs> I, I was so <laughs> mad i was like is this really what i just paid 200 something dollars for and right i me a new writer because they wouldn't give me my money back and i was like yep. all right i so they made me one because I told them I was like, this is not fitting for my for my field. So they made me mm-hmm. one. And then I used that. I got a LinkedIn rewrite and I, I centered my portfolio around that. So it would speak to that. Mm-hmm. It would kind of all be cohesive. So after that was done, I swear it was like for nine months, I couldn't get anything. Finally, I got that out to all the people that were waiting for the update. Yeah. And I'm getting calls and calls and calls. Your portfolio looks amazing. We want to talk to you. And I was going on interview after interview and I only mm-hmm. went on three interviews. The first one was containers. No, the first one was this company, Rexel and Addison. Mm-hmm. It was a French company. I speak French. I was like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. I planned. I did all this stuff. I, I thought I aced it. Yeah. 
then I went to the container store right after that and I pretty much just bombed it on purpose. Hmm. So I didn't try harder. I did my research, right? Yeah. I told them that I was taught by the same person as Nandi. And yeah. so that, that was enticing to them. But I did my research before my interview. I went to the container store so I can experience what their whole retail experience is like. And right. I spoke to that in the interview and they were so impressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I fucked that one up. Yeah. And when I got the call back that I didn't get the other one, yeah, right after the container store, and I was like, man, I just bombed that on purpose. So now I don't have either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and when they told me that, that which one went with me, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't try at all. <laughs> when y'all said be yourself yeah that's what helped because yeah. i was trying to be someone i wasn't i was trying to answer all the questions with a smile and i knew everything and mm-hmm. i finally said i don't know <laughs> and i told dude i try to tell people all the time look you will get more respect if you say you know what i've never experienced that or you know what i don't know but here's how i would approach it yeah. Treat it like a challenge at that point. Like treat it like a design challenge. During the interview process, if someone asks you, have you ever experienced a time where such and such? Say no, but here's how I would approach it. So that was really good. I'm sorry to cut you off. Continue, man. Oh, oh you're good. You're good. Um, I, I like this to be conversational as well. Um, finding ways to be of service. Uh, so there was a... Um, once you get involved in the community and start meeting people, people will start sending you meetups to come to. Mm-hmm. And there was this one Dallas Give Camp. I can't remember who told me about it, but it's basically a bunch of nonprofits come together. And Dallas Give Camp brings together a bunch of coders and project managers, designers, and they put together a website for them. Mm-hmm. And then they have you bill your hours as if you were going to get paid. And at the very end, mm-hmm they show how much money was donated in time. Oh, wow. I, That's cool. I think, yeah, it was like, uh, I want to say like three or $4 million in that weekend. Really? Wow. Yeah. We had done, oh, cool story with that. I don't know how spiritual y'all are. I'm, I'm spiritual. So mm-hmm. I, I had owed 3,800 3, in taxes for the year before, and I didn't do my taxes for that reason. Mm-hmm. When I billed my hours for this donation, Mm-hmm. time to this website yeah $3,800 on the dot someone got my taxes to where it zeroed out really yeah so I didn't wow. know anything yeah and I found that out the night I got home from the big big design big D, yeah yeah that's dope that's dope wow that's cool shit, man. right and then yeah. I volunteered a big design like I think it was the week after that two mm-hmm. weeks after that and when you volunteer, they let you do it for 50 bucks and you get your 50 bucks back afterwards, which is weird, mm-hmm. whatever. I got to volunteer and they put yeah. me on the floor. And so I got to see everyone as they came in. So that really helped me too. Cause then everyone was like, Hey, I remember you. You're the LinkedIn guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was my name for a minute. Cause I was just LinkedIn. all up in everyone's LinkedIn. Yeah. Smart, smart, man. I mean, um, you got to work with it. Got you, got you, man. I'm just going to kind of uh, let anybody, you know, if you guys want to interject, ask Greg a question, you know, because me and him will keep going. So definitely, <laughs> you know, definitely interject. So, Greg, uh, me and you are actually LinkedIn friends. We talked on LinkedIn before. Um, so I've seen, like, your whole journey, G, like, and it's great. So I think that it's a, it's a real basic question, but 
I think it's a real question, especially with the what the pandemic has done to the industry. How did you stay encouraged, bro? Because I remember seeing you like frustrated on like LinkedIn, like like nothing's happening, like what's going on, like. I remember like seeing all that, like, and you were like, like I'm talking about like every day I would see Gregory's blah, 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 it's that, that, that. Like, <laughs> like, like, it was like, you were adamantly on uh, LinkedIn. So like, and then like, I know like the pandemic is gonna have a negative effect on the industry. So like, how how do you like, how did you just stay encouraged? Like, like what did you do? So honestly, I was working at IHOP up until March 15th. Mm-hmm. I started the container store March 16th. Mm-hmm. I shut down March 19th. Oh, wow. And we started working from home that same day. Yep. Wow. My mind has been blown on this whole journey. I can't even <laughs> tell you what that was, but I know if I didn't believe in God before that. Uh, you do now. <laughs> do now. Um, I think, okay, so the pandemic That's an interesting one because it seems like it may have ruined the industry, but our sales are up 800%. Everybody's online presence. Like after the first two weeks that they said it was only going to be two weeks, I I came in that Monday or I got on, I logged on and he's like, have you seen your email yet? And I was like, fuck, I got fired. (laughs) But what happened was they're, they're firing, they're letting go of a lot of contractors and furloughing a lot of employees, but don't worry, you're safe because we're essential because we're on the internet team. Okay. I didn't know what to trust on that one. So I was like, all right, yeah, make sure I put in my effort and, and, and over deliver or at least deliver on time. And it's going on 11 or 12 weeks now. Yeah. Still going strong, and they're starting to bring people back in. We opened back our stores yeah. on the eighth, yep. and honestly, to stay encouraged, staying connected with the community and people, like it's it's really helpful to have a few people that you talk to because then you can bounce ideas off of each other and and kind of be, encourage each other. Mm-hmm. Um, pain shared is lessened. Joy shared is doubled. So. I had I had a nice little tight knit crew of people that I just kept up with, and mm. you were talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, there was one post. So the post that got me to Brian Sullivan, mm-hmm. someone I think it was Debbie Levitt, and someone else was posting about customer experience and user experience and how uh, there's a stakeholder that wants to to run the whole thing, and so. They were like, but if it's stakeholder experience, then it's not customer or user experience oriented. Mm-hmm. I was like, so, so stakeholder experience without the UX, isn't that just sex? <laughs> stakeholder experience, SX? Yeah. <laughs> and I said that, and I remember I was like, I looked at my wife and I said, this is either going to make me or break me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put my phone down and I went to bed. And the next morning I, I got up and my wife's watching me. She's like, what did they do? And I was like, um, Brian Sullivan said, I like your comments. Let's do lunch. Wow. Wow. So I kept trying and trying and trying one way. And when I said, fuck it, I'm just letting it off. I'm taking my filter off. Be yourself. That's happen. Wait, Be wait, yourself. Yep. And then <laughs> I, I, I vented one time about um, recruiters. And that was a post. That post is at 27,000 views. Really? Yeah, I can't remember how many shares and like 200 and something comments. Damn. You've been to it way more than one time. 
I know for a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Greg <laughs> been on LinkedIn before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was the one that got everyone. It was like one of those relatable posts. Well, can you kind of, can you talk about what that post was about for everyone in here? Uh, so I said, is it just me or does anyone get all these calls and they're rushing you to get your, your uh, portfolio and your resume to them and they need it yesterday and then you send it to them and then they ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't remember how I ended it. I said something about uh, they wanted unicorns, but they were paying uh, donkey pay. Yeah. That's what it was. Exactly. But everybody in the industry chimed in. And yeah. You went viral on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And I'm not even trying that time. I was just pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one thing that my manager keeps telling me right now, because, you know, if at one point I was like, I know everything kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, not, not staying yeah. in that curiosity. And so he's like, you got to stay in investigator mode. And that really mm-hmm. got me thinking like, yeah, that's where innovation lies is in the questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not about having the answer. It's about having the right question. Yeah. Because the questions will, will foster more thinking and more prime. Yeah. And then one thing y'all told us too. Fail yeah. fast, fail cheap, and don't repeat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. When you were doing the volunteering with Big D, did you happen to meet um, like Elaine Torres? Yes. No, Elaine. We talked about you. So she, so, y'all did. <laughs> yeah. So when I I told her where I went to school, she's like, "Do you know Everett?" I'm like, "Everett Swain." She's like, "Yeah." She said she worked at Seven Eleven. Yeah. That's yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You know Everett? And she's like, "Yeah, I love Everett." <laughs> so I had tried to get in through her. Like I made so many connections that day. I was just sending yeah resume and stuff out left and right and mm-hmm. make myself look like an ass because it wasn't updated yeah but someone someone was finally honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is shit hey greg i have a question yes ma'am um so can you explain like your job and like what's a day in the life uh, of uh your job like what do you do specifically uh, what type of projects do you run into and any hardships that you run into with your job absolutely because that was the one question I had for everyone. And you know what everyone told me? I said, what do y'all do every day? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? But then I got in and I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. At all. So I get up. Um, at first it was just, uh, we need you to, to take the time while you're getting acclimated to uh, dive into the user testing university and learn as much as you can about research. So that's where I started. Mm-hmm. So I was learning about research, writing tests. Um, and then he had me look at wireframes. Like after, after analyzing all the data, he had me do some wireframes while he put the data into wireframes or requirements. Mm-hmm. And then once they're in the requirements, then we, we have to get them approved. There's a lot of meetings too. Sorry, oh, yeah. hold on. Let, me, let me slow down real quick. So a day in the life looks like I get up, I check my email and make sure that nothing came through or there's no responses. And then a typical project will start at research unless there's already something that they have planned. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes to requirements documents, which is vetted by the creative director, the UX manager, um, e-commerce manager, A-B tester, mm-hmm. coders, like everyone has a say in these requirements. And then once those requirements are approved, they go to us for wireframing. And then I'll, I'll basically turn the wireframes into something tangible to hand back to them. And once they look through that and tear it apart and tell you what they like and don't like, uh, whatever it always told us is if it's good design, they won't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for a minute there, they weren't saying anything. And I was like, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Once those are approved and they you take the wireframes and turn them into real life design and make a prototype on Envision. And then that's when you really get the say of whether they're going to take it or not, because then those non-visual people can see it for what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm they'll tear that apart too and tell you that they don't like this. They don't like that. And honestly, I have yet to see anything I've made get to market. <laughs> I start a project and then they're like, all right, hold that. Cause we're going to work on this right now. Yeah. Okay. Now I have it's priority. You know? I'm juggling like nine projects right now. So let me ask you something, Greg, to kind of piggyback off of that. When you get in and you present your designs and you get a bunch of people, you know, poking holes at it and say, I don't like it. I don't like it. How does that make you feel and how do you handle it? So honestly, I don't get too personally attached because it's not even my job. Um, but also I know that they're not attacking me. They're making sure that it makes sense for the user, which is what I should be doing too. So when they say, so because of the way y'all taught me, they can't really say anything about the design. Mm-hmm. They just say something about the concept of how we're going to carry out this design. So right. when they're talking about what they don't like, it's more of the functionality. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty on point with it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was one time I just forgot where we were on a project. It was a couple yeah. weeks ago. I thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> and they were like, um, you just sent a prototype to the creative director and wasted his time because you didn't have any changes on it. And then I thought, I was like, crap, he did tell us that we were going to take a new design direction. And I never made those changes because uh, we moved another project. Yeah. So that was Friday. And I just worked all weekend to get that together for Monday morning. And I came to them. I was like, "Um, this is what I've done. Sorry about wasting your time. This is what I'm going to do. So that doesn't happen again. And they've been talking good about me since. So I guess I did something right. Mm -hmm. But uh, You can't take it personal. Yeah. Um, Take it for what it is and then try to make the necessary changes. Um, take necessary breaks. Like I never understood because there's no breaks in waiting tables. You're always on, you know, yeah. until you're done. And even then you can't sleep because if you forgot someone's ranch, it'll wake you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they tell us to, you know, go for a walk, especially like I asked, I just got my 60, 90 day review yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I really don't have much to report on the bad side, just, mm-hmm. you know, things that come with time that could uh, use improvement. But um, he said, your level efforts, excellent. But he was, he was going through this whole thing and he did make a mention to taking breaks to, to reset my mind. Cause if you go from, from information architecture to design, there's a different mindset you have to be in for those two. Mm-hmm. At least. And mm-hmm. So, Sometimes, Courtney, a day in my life could be waking up, supposed to be there at nine, stand-ups at 10, I'll wake up at 9.50. (laughs) 
because that's my break. <laughs> Sit on the stand up. I'll be cooking while I'm on the stand up because I'm on mute. Because yeah, do that I while you're in this whole thing. pandemic thing and yeah, kind of nice to be at home and just chilling. Oh, so like, nice! Oh. It's so nice. So, are you happy like in your career choice? Like, do you genuinely feel like this is a uh, align with what you want to do for the rest of your life or are you just kind of taking it day by day that's just a personal question sorry no that's fine i'm glad you asked that uh i honestly feel like i am getting a reward for all the hard work i've ever put in in life because everything i did i didn't feel i i hated it i wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning after like three months of being there mm-hmm. and this I still have to, I, f- I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because of the past experiences. Yeah. And then, like, it's literally just like we were in class. It, that is our life. Yeah. And, like, our brain, our creativity, that's exactly what they want. So everything I got in trouble for in school, mm-hmm. everything that I was told not to do on the job, like drawing, and, and when I was at Michael's, I'd be designing something, and they're like, you can't do that. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You worked, at, you worked at Michael's? Mm-hmm. I did. I did. Oh, I did too. How did you like, did you like Michael's? <laughs> like in the corporate office in Irving? Did you? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Same. Wow. And yeah, we never crossed paths. Never crossed paths. Because did, did, did you uh, talk to the, the Starbucks barista? Uh, what was his name? The black guy? Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes. Oh, funny story. I trained Jeremy before I left there because oh, I was the barista. And I got hired at RealPage. As yep. that's how I, that's how I came across uh, Greg. I used to see Greg working at the Starbucks at uh, inside of RealPage, and then yep. one day like he was gone, and then like you know what I'm saying, and then like when uh, you and Ty kept in touch, and then Ty uh, brought you in to UXD, and then yeah. you know it's been on ever since. That's yeah. so funny. That's wild, dude. Um, I know this is like your, this is technically like your first first UX gig, right? It's your first UX yeah. job. First How, what's your outlook like looking towards the future? How, where do you see yourself? So they they tell, I don't remember who told me this. I want to say it was Jay Shu. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said, you'll start out as a UX generalist. So do a little bit of everything, a little bit of research, a little bit of design. Mm-hmm. Uh, little of information architecture and then you find whatever um sparks your passion mm-hmm. that's what you run with so yeah. i'm finding that i mean you said information information architecture was my thing mm-hmm. now that i know exactly what that what that consists of mm-hmm. see me doing that but i can mm-hmm. also see me doing design yeah i entered into toastmasters about november of last year mm-hmm and I've been working on my speaking skills. So I don't know if you've heard of, uh, what's the guy from the future? Uh, Chris Doe? Yeah, uh, yeah, yep, Chris Doe, yep. So that's what I want to do. I want to I wanna start my own firm. Yeah. I want to like, get, get clients and then get designers and run the whole company. It's, that's a long way away. I don't know, it might not, it's not be. I, I don't think it's as far as you think it is. I don't, I don't think it's as far as you think it is because way uh, well Nadi's in the background she's saying she's so happy for you by the way oh hey Nadi. <laughs> um it's not as far as you think it is dude it's really not um i honestly for me 
um, was probably after maybe a year and a half into my first job. Um, Because for me, I had the same feelings you had, you know, the imposter syndrome and all that sort of thing. I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then it's like, I'm like naturally, especially when it comes to like art and shit, I'm like, I'm just naturally good. And so when I was getting killed at work, I'm like, dude, this shit fucking sucks. I'm tired of no, no, that's not right. No. So I just, I worked and what got, what really um, clicked for me. And that's why I make everybody read these three books. Minimum is the McKinsey mind sprint and change by design. When I read all three of those, it clicked. And then once I made it to two years, I was like, Oh, I got this shit. I know what I'm doing. And it's like, it's the same job. It's just different industry. And then it's like, at that point, and then when I met Ty, Ty taught me, hey, look, I can yeah. teach you how to manage people, build relationships, because I was severely lacking with that. Right. And so when he taught me that, it really put everything in perspective. And I say that to say, when you, once it clicks, you start thinking more business. Yeah. Design, and you just use your design to, to improve the business. And... I'm telling you, man, once you get that confidence, I might be seeing you starting to confirm pretty soon and we will be collaborating. So um, I think it's, it's going to be a lot sooner than you think, dude. It really is. It doesn't take that long to really, really get this job. It doesn't take long at all. I would say on average, it's probably around three years. But once, you, once it clicks, you're going to be thinking about, okay, how can I be like Chris Doe? Really yeah. soon. Really soon. Okay. Like just keep that in the back of your head, dude. Keep, continue reading. Keep researching. Always be a sponge, learning new shit. Yeah. I tell everybody, hey, you got you to gotta look ahead of what's coming. Yeah. And so if you see, the, you know, uh, the outlook in the industry, the new technology that's coming, as long as you stay in that investigative mode, just like your, uh, uh, your boss told you, um, it's only going to pay dividends for you, dude. And you're going to be creating that firm a lot sooner than you think. Okay. I got a, I got an idea for the name that's been stuck with me forever. Question mm-hmm. everything. Courtney, I think I cut you off by accident. Um, were you about to ask a question? No, you you're perfectly fine. I you know when you you know when you're talking and you had like breaks. I thought you were finished and you weren't, so that's yeah. why I started to cut off. So sorry about that. Um, I know you're good. No, I, uh, my last question uh, that I I wanted to ask is uh what type of advice do you do you can you offer us uh people who are about to, you know, transition into this field, what would you offer or, or things that you could, that you would have done differently now with the knowledge that you have now? Great question. Um, yeah. Like so <laughs> this is one of those father moments. If I, if I knew what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Papa Greg, bring us home. <laughs> <laughs> I've been an uncle since I was four. Uh, <laughs> so looking back, take the time to make that portfolio. Um, even if it's, if it's mock projects, perception is reality. So if you can make it look like it was something and you can speak to that, mm-hmm. even better. Stay in investigator mode as soon as possible. And actually right now, what I can tell y'all is you are in the prime season to be immersed in this community because let's say there's three meetups going on the same night. Mm -hmm. You can either be at all three, if you have three different computers to log in on, Mm -hmm. or let's say one's in Dallas and one's in Fort Worth. You could drop off of this one and get on this one. You can Mm -hmm. be at all sorts of meetups and never have to leave the house. 
Yeah. You can, um, there was a Dallas Black UX, uh, Michael Tinglin put it on. Yeah, I know Mike. Yeah, him and uh, Adrian. Hey, Mike is cool. I didn't know we had so much in common with the music. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, he put it on and it was on Hop In. And what that is, is it's, it's kind of, it's different than Zoom and all the other ones because it's like a platform. And then afterwards, there's like a speed dating, but it's speed networking. Yeah. So you get five minutes with each person and you get to know people. Yep. If I can encourage anything, it's like reach out to people. I got plenty of resources, blogs from Dribble, Behance, and Vision. Like you said, be a sponge. Um, there's those five main things that people kept to, telling me to do is keep reaching out, keep going to meetups, keep applying, even if you don't think you qualify. Mm -hmm. Keep applying. Um, get that resume in line and your LinkedIn and your portfolio, those have to be coherent. Like they mm -hmm. have to match and speak to each other because someone's going to look at that and they're going to look at your LinkedIn and it's going to say something different than your resume and then your yep. portfolio is going to be different. And we're like, no, cut it. Yep. Yep. Man. Uh, Zach, did you have any uh, final questions for Greg? No, the only thing that's going through my mind right now is my LinkedIn is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing going through my mind right now is like, shit, I really need uh, Greg, it's amazing to see where you are, dude. I just want to like, say I'm proud of you, dude. Like, I know, I know where you were day one, and it's it's night and day, dude. It really is night and day, man. And it's and it's a testament to your hard work. Like, all we did was was give you a blueprint and show you the door, and you were the person to walk through it. I, I really commend you, dude, and I, I'm proud of you. And continue, man. I will be hearing and seeing your work very, very soon. And I mean, I already know what's going on, but you're going you're gonna to do a lot of good things, man. Just listening to you, I'm, I'm blown away, man. So again, I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. No that means problem. a lot because I, I, I'll be honest, for a minute there, I thought, man, Ty and Ever don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like that, you know? But it's like a, it was like having a father and an uncle or a father and a brother. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're only hard on the people that you believe in. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, no problem. Nandi's over here talking shit now, but I I was on her ass <laughs> as well, but I had to back off. But it's like you know, I if I see something, I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna yeah. push it. And I, if you if you're good at, it, I'm gonna push you. And I just want to give that back. And I feel like this is exactly why I pushed you. Yeah. listening to you now so um you know i'm glad you didn't um take it to heart and i'm glad you <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you you made it to where i thought you could and now i want to see you go farther dude appreciate it man you're gonna make me tear up over here hey man <laughs> cool cool all right man well greg thank you man i really appreciate you